Hello. Thank you for listening to the sermon from our Revive service. We hope it helps you learn more about God and allows you to grow closer to Him and in your faith. All right, our children's children's our children can be dismissed. I wanted to say our children's church can be dismissed, but they are welcome to head out. It looks like a lot of them this morning, which is great. Um, just a, a quick thing, if you don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Davey. I'm the associate pastor here at West Hill, not the senior pastor. Our senior pastor is away this morning because of something that has happened down at Skyview Ranch. Um, he was called in the middle of the night last night uh, because of a fire down there. Um, Kim, if you want to put the pictures up, you can go ahead. Everyone is okay down at Skyview. If you don't know what Skyview Ranch is, it's a, our summer camp or our camp ministry that we support at West Hill. Uh, we send our kids there. We go down there as, as, as families. But uh, in the middle of the night, um, something happened at the dining hall. We don't know what it was. We have no clue at this point what caused the fire, um, any details at all. So I'm sorry about that. But um, something we can definitely be doing is, is praying for them. But uh, Pastor Aaron was called by one of the staff members in the middle of the night, and then he called me at 7 o'clock to let me know. At least he let me sleep in a little bit. But but he called me to, to let me know that he was heading down there, which is great. Um, he is on the board down there, and he just felt like he needed to go down and counsel them and to be there for them, to pray with them, which I think is awesome that we're able to do that as a church, as a supporting church as well. So... Um, the dining hall, you're, you might be wondering, it is their, their main hub. There is nothing left of it except for some bricks on the outside. If, if you go on Facebook, there's some pictures as well. Uh, from behind, all you can see is, which I don't have that one up there, is their chimney, which you can see a little bit in that one. And it is their main place for uh, groups coming in and having their dinners, their lunches. It is their main place for groups being able to meet and be able to uh, give their message. It's their offices. It's their. It is their main hub. So this is a, a big impact on them and something that we can definitely be praying for them as they move forward and they have to try to figure out what to do um, and how to go from here. Uh, it kind of goes along with our message today as well as we as we dig in that in a little bit. But I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Ed to come up here and he's going to go ahead and we're going to have a time of prayer for Skyview at this time. So would you please pray with us? I was reminded a story about D.L. Moody, who had built a big church in Chicago in the middle of last, well, two, 1800s. And so one night he was awakened to discover, learn that the church had burned as a part of the great Chicago fire. And when he arrived on the scene, there were people that, of course, uh, wanted to console him. Um, but he had a different attitude toward the whole thing. He said, you know, we dedicated this to the Lord and to his service. And it belongs to him. So God knows what he wants to do with his stuff, his church. With this building, he knows what he wants to do and what he wants to accomplish. So God will use this in some way in order to propel his, the ministry forward. Sometimes we don't know how that's going to work out, but Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for good to those that love the Lord, the called according to his purposes. And we believe that Skyview was according to his purposes. A lot of great ministry has occurred down there, and I am sure will occur going forward as well. 
So we want to pray for all of them and for whatever they need to do to uh, get things uh, sorted out and cleaned up and all the in-room types of things that have to be done with all records and office and all of that. But uh, God would work through the director and all the staff there and, uh, and the board as they work with this to decide what needs to be done and how to do it as quickly as they can. So let's pray. Lord, uh, we are deeply saddened when uh, something like this, which is a real tragedy. I'm sure going back, there's some who were there maybe during the, the building of this particular building. It was probably one of the last that has been built there. And, uh, of course, the center of all the activities, uh, the ministry, the social times, the office work, everything else. And, of course, that is devastating to have a loss like this. But we know that it belonged to you, to the ministry and the service of your kingdom. So we know that you have plans going forward. You know what you want to accomplish in and through this. And in those who have to work with it and deal with it, we pray that you give them a wisdom. Maybe we will not understand why something like this takes place, other than the fire department might say that this particular cause might have caused it. But rather than that, understanding about how you work and what it is that you do. And as the money was raised and as the building was built, so, Lord, it can be built again. And uh, we pray that everything in those uh, ways will work out according to your purposes and for your glory. In the immediate future, there will be a lot of plans that have to be changed with groups that had been scheduled to come in. And so we pray for all those details. We pray for the camp manager, director. We pray for the staff there and the board as they deal with it. And so may you receive glory from it. We will keep them in our prayers, lifting them up to you, that you may see receive glory through it and sustain the strength and energy that it takes to get it dealt with. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Um, keep your ears open. We will definitely let you know if there are ways that you are able to help. Um, as those come by us, we'll, we'll definitely pass that along to you guys as well. As we dig into God's word this morning, we're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 15. Um, the focus will be on verse six, 16, but we're going to hit all of 15 as well. This is the, the chapter that Pastor Aaron was going to hit on this morning. And it continues the theme of Thanksgiving and we, that we started last week um, when we focused on um, the, the martyred church and those who um, are being under persecution and how we can still be thankful through those times as well and how they are. And we're moving that into <clears throat> today with uh, Jeremiah chapter 15. It will not be up on the screen, so I did not have time to do that. Um, but if you could go ahead and turn open there, I will be reading from the ESV if that helps you out at all. But uh, chapter 15, all those. So a little backdrop of chapter 15 is, um, as, as we read it, there's a lot of judgments going on here for Judah. These are being announced for Judah. I mean, Jeremiah is full of prophecies uh, for them, and there are nine judgments at this time. 
And the reason for these judgments is the usual for them, unfortunately, is that Judah has not been following God. They have been disobeying him, uh, which seems to be a habitual thing for them that is going on over and over and over again. And because of this and the sacrifices they are making to false gods, um, this, this judgment comes along for them. And the judgment that we are focusing on in chapter 15 is the sixth prophecy of judgment is what is called in many of the books and, and commentaries and things that we read. Um, and the part that we're going to focus on in verse 16 is Jeremiah's response to this judgment. And as we read, you will see that there are a lot of times where Jeremiah laments or he um, is down because of what's happening, uh, because of the judgments that's being passed on and the prophecies that he knows he has to pass on to his people and how his people have been treating him as well and what's going to happen to Jerusalem. But 16 has a little bit different of a response and that's what we'll focus on um, after we read through the chapter. We'll go back to that that verse. So let's start off in verse, or in chapter 15, verse 1. I'll stop every now and then and talk about something just to clarify, uh, but we'll pretty much get through the thing. So chapter 15, verse 1. Then the Lord said to me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my heart would not turn toward this people. Send them out of my sight and let them go. And just briefly, real quick, um, God is getting to the point where he's telling Jeremiah the condition of Judah is so bad that not even Moses or Samuel would be able to petition for them and for him to change his mind. They were known as people who interceded for them in the past for, for Judah, for Israel, and were able to intercede to God uh, on their behalf, but not even they would be able to do anything for this. That's how bad it has gotten for Judah. And then continue on in verse two, it says, and then, and when they ask you, where shall we go? You shall say to them, thus says the Lord, those who are for pestilence to pestilence, and those who are for sword to sword, those who are for famine to famine, and those who are for captivity to captivity. Verse three, I will appoint over them four kinds of destroyers, declares the Lord, the sword to kill, the dogs to tear, the birds and the air of the beasts of the earth to devour and destroy. And I will make them a whore to all the kingdoms of the earth because of what Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. Now Manasseh was known as one of the worst kings for them at that time. And because and part of that result is this. Um, Jerusalem's fate is certain is basically what God is telling them. There will be death by plague. There will be death by sword. Um, probably it's saying by Babylon's army, death by famine, there won't be enough food for them. And then those who do survive will be taken captive. So it's not looking good for them at all. And then God moves on and he questions them in the next section. And God says, who will have pity on you, O Jerusalem? Or who will grieve you? Who will turn aside to ask about your welfare? You have rejected me, declares the Lord. You keep going backward. So I have stretched out my hand against you and destroyed you. I am weary of relenting. I have winnowed them with a winnowing fork in the gates of the land. I have bereaved them and I have destroyed my people. They do not turn from their ways. I have made their widows more in number, and the, more in number than the sand of the seas. I have brought against the mothers of the young men a destroyer at noonday. I have made anguish and terror fall upon the, them suddenly. 
She who bore seven has grown feeble. She has fainted away. Her son went down while it was yet day. She has been shamed and disgraced. And the rest of them I will give to the sword before their enemies, declares the Lord. So after all of that, I mean, that, that is strong writing right there. And God is definitely communicating <clears throat> what he wants with Jeremiah and with Judah. Jeremiah reacts at this point from the seriousness of the message and pretty much wishes that he would not have been born. That's what the beginning of that section is saying uh, as we go in the next section. Um, it's time for Jeremiah to lament because of what he has just heard. And his reaction, though, does change later on. So he starts off in the next section with this lamenting, but then it moves to something better. And it gives us an idea of how we can react when hard times come. So when it becomes difficult for us, no matter how difficult it is, we have a picture of here of how we can react as well. Uh, and it's just one way of how we can react. So verse 10 says, Woe is me, my mother, that you bore me, a man of strife and contention to the whole land. I have not lent, nor have I borrowed, yet all of them curse me. The Lord said, Have I not set you free for their good? Have I not pleaded for you before the enemy in the time of trouble and in the time of distress? Can one break iron, iron from the north and bronze? Your wealth and your treasures I, have get, I will give as spoil without price for all your sins throughout all your territory. I will make you serve your enemies in the land that you do not know. For in my anger a fire is kindled that shall burn forever. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me and take vengeance for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance take me not away. Know that for your sake I bear reproach. And this is the verse we want to focus on, 16. Your words were found, and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and a delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. Moving on, verse 17. I did not sit in the company of, of revelers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because your hand was upon me. For you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore, th therefore thus says the Lord, if you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and do what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall never prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of ruthlessness. So God responds to Jeremiah here, letting him know that he needs to turn his focus back on him. And that ultimately, in the end, he will be restored. God restates his promises to Jeremiah in this section. And that's something that Jeremiah can be thankful for. That God is reminding him of these things. And so what I want us to take home from this, yes, we're getting towards the end already, um, is the application is how God responds to Jeremiah and how we can, how we can respond back to God in a similar way that Jeremiah did. 
So how can we be thankful when times are most difficult? Even with God's prophecy of judgment, Jeremiah still is able to find joy, which is an amazing thing. In verse 16, I'll say it again, your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. So where does Jeremiah find joy? He finds it in God's words. He finds it in God. Jeremiah knows no matter what is going to happen to him, no matter what will happen to Judah or Jerusalem, that he can still find joy in who God is and in the words that God has given him. Now, Jeremiah did not have the exact words that we have today, but we also can find joy and be thankful that we have God's words as well today and that we're able to go to those words to know more about him, to grow closer to him, and for, to find answers to why we're going through what we're going through. What is amazing about God's word in all these times, there is nothing, nothing that can happen to you that God does not address in here. Amen? It may not be specific, but God addresses it. It is his complete word. Nothing needs to be added to, added to it. And so we're able to go to his word during difficult times. We're able to go to his word in hard times, no matter what that is. I, I think of Skyview and what they're going through. I mean, it's unbelievable that it fits with this message today. But Skyview is going through difficult times. Their staff, I mean, to, to know what they're going through is, I mean, we may feel bad, we may feel sorry, um, sorrowful for them, but those who work there, who are there every single day, this is tough for them. It may just be a building, but it's more than that for them. And so they are going through hard times. But like Pastor Ed said, they can be thankful for what they've seen. I think all too often we, we go through things and we have difficult times. And for those of us who know Christ as our Savior, we often forget what God has done for us in the past. When we've gone through times that have been hard before, God has gotten us through it. We've learned through it. And we often forget about that when something new comes about. Something new comes about that's difficult or even more difficult, and we get angry with God sometimes. And those are the times that we need to look back and think, wow, God, God was there for me before. He'll be there for me again. It's crazy that we, we get this mindset that we can throw away years and years and years of relationship with him because of one more thing that's happening in our lives when we need to count on him during all those times. Skyview has a way to look forward and to, and to think, like Pastor Ed said, God is going to use this new building. God's going to use what can happen in the future for him. The same thing goes for us. Whatever we're going through, whatever's happening, whatever difficult time it is, God is going to use what you're going through now to help you for what is to come in the future. And that may be by helping someone else because of what you're going through. We have a reason to be thankful for the difficult times that we go through. We have his word that we can look to. But that only goes for those who know Christ as their Savior. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, then you probably don't know what I'm talking about. We have hope because of who Christ is and what he's done for us. 
We have hope because of our relationship with God. And so if you don't know Christ as your Savior, I challenge you. I challenge you to really pray about that and consider what Christ did for you on the cross and how he died for your sins, was buried, or was again three days later. Having that relationship with him, believing that, accepting that gift and what he did on the cross for you is the only way to spend eternity with him forever and to have a relationship with him that has hope, to have a relationship with him that no matter what difficulty comes about, you can have hope and you can look towards him and you can have a joy, not a joy that's always going to make you happy, happy, go lucky, whatever. That's not how it is. It's a joy that you will get through whatever it is and that you can be thankful that God is on your side and will be there for you. And when we say that God will be there for you and that you can have a joy and that he'll be thankful, it doesn't mean that it's going to be taken away immediately. That when you go to God, it's going to be taken away immediately. Jeremiah lamented, he wept, he, he went to God because of this time that was happening. But Jeremiah knew that it wasn't going to just be taken away like that. But he knew because of his relationship with God that at some point he would get through that difficult time whatever it was. The same thing goes for us. Those of us who know Christ, we can rely on God. We can be thankful for what God has done in our lives, and we can be thankful for what he will do in our lives, no matter what is happening at that time. We can be thankful that God has a reason for anything and everything, and that we can find joy, joy in him and his word. And so we are thankful for that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we give you thanks for this day. Lord, things don't always go as planned, and we know that. But we can have a joy in you and be thankful for all that you do for us. Lord, we can rely on you, and we give you praise for that. Lord, we can give thanks to you for all that happens in our lives, no matter what it is. And Lord, I pray that as we, as we head out of here today and this week, that we wouldn't go back and forth just because things are happening in our lives. Lord, difficulty, things happen all the time, and I pray that we would stay faithful in you, trusting you, and being thankful that you are there for us and can get us through whatever it is. Lord, we come to you seeking for your help and giving praise that we have a hope in you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.